for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 312 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are part of the Going For Two Live podcast network, and we're here every Wednesday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, syndicated on all major podcast networks. Uh, if you're watching us on Twitter, we cannot see your comments in the chat roll, so go find us on YouTube. It is youtube.com backslash at going for two live. Uh, and then you can, while you're there, hit that hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so that we can uh, we can see you every Wednesday in the chat roll. Uh, I'm here, of course, with my uh, my co-host, as always, Mr. Ryan Searfoss. What's up, Ryan? Uh, not much, and uh, I see we have somebody appreciating we're on time this week. Thank <laughs> goodness Jeff wasn't messing around for a change <laughs> and holding us up. Yes, well, blame me this time, for sure. <laughs> it's, always, it's always you, man, even when Gerson's around. <laughs> All right. Uh, joining us tonight for the first time and uh, on, on short notice, too. So I appreciate him g- jumping on here. He just bad night. He's been on the show a couple days ago. Uh, Skip Newton, he's the co-host of the Debbie Happy Hour podcast, as well as the Debbie Big Board. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Skip Newton 31. What's up, Skip? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be here. Absolutely, man. Glad course, to have man. you. Dude, we've known each other for way too long to not podcast together before. <laughs> I know, and I, I think about that every time I, I hear you and, and Anthony and Eric talking about it on the, the Dynasty Big Board. It's like, God, I would love to get on that show with those guys. It'd be so I much mean, fun. I mean, I, I'll bring it up the next board meeting. They don't, they don't do right, guests yeah. on that show. They don't do guests on that show. Yeah, but it skips on the network. <laughs> yeah, so he's allowed. It's not really a guest, I guess. <laughs> we, we've, let, we've, let, we've let Matt come on like once, so we can let you come on. Fair. Kind of feel like you have to when he's the boss, man. <laughs> all right, all right, Skip. So give my listeners a quick rundown of of what you do um, on your two podcasts and just in the fancy space in general. Yeah, it's been it's been a little bit of a minute since we've done a Debbie Happy Hour, but you know Matt Jackson and I still do that one every once in a while. We'd like to get on a more regular regular beat, but the Debbie Big Board part of the Rookie Big Board Network is where I do a weekly podcast specifically focused on Debbie doing a, a positional series right now, kind of going over the, the top top players at each position. And then the second week doing the, the top incoming freshmen, getting a little deeper there and mostly flying solo because it's rookie season. And my, my podcast partner's doing a bunch of rookie previews. So hopefully I'll get Dwight back soon enough, but that's, that's most of the stuff that, that I'm doing is just, just the podcast. And I'm writing a couple articles for, for the new uh, rookie rookie profile that's coming out. The, the big rookie, the rookie, um, help me, Ryan. What's the rookie what's big the, board? Rookie, yeah, the rookie big board, but it's got a it's got a, a name for it, a fancy name. I'll find it here, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not allowed to write, so I didn't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Matt, we, Matt doesn't like Matt refuses to uh, fix my grammar and spelling errors, so I'm yeah, we 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 took He's away Ryan's man. ability to write over here at Golden yeah. Two as well. <laughs> Thank God I have a shouting personality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so this show is always brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, it's check out their industry leading uh, best ball leagues with huge tournaments, private leagues and pickums for every major sport. Uh, sign up using the promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to $100. It's as simple as that. Sign up, use promo code GF2 uh, and you can start drafting your best ball teams immediately. Uh, we got a little fancy uh, QR code on the screen there. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can just scan that with your phone. It'll take you right to Underdog where you can download it. Again, use promo code GF2 and get your deposit match up to $100. 
All right, so we have a great, great show today. Obviously, this weekend is the combine, so we brought Skip on to do a little bit of a combine preview. We'll talk about some of these some of these guys coming into the league, you know, guys that we like, guys we think that might hurt their value with the combine, etc. Uh, and then DLF put out their uh, their their ADP, their first rookie ADP of 2023. Uh, so obviously, a lot of things going to change between now and the time we actually draft, but we'll look at them as as they are now and sort of do a buy sell. Uh, some of the rookies with their ADP. Uh, and of course, as always, we start off the uh, podcast with our nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right. So today we are drafting movies that would be 10 times better if they had dinosaurs. Uh, this one's a little, a little interesting. It took a little bit more thought into this one uh, to try to come up with some good movies. And I realized, like you, me and Ryan were talking pre-show, I don't watch a lot of movies anymore. I used to back in the '90s, but I mean, I guess having kids and getting married and only movies I watch now are like kids' movies. So it was very hard for me Which, to figure out what kind of movies I wanted to have dinosaurs in. I mean, you don't want to see like a Pixar movie with a T-Rex biting off <laughs> yeah. uh, Woody and Buzz's head. Yes, I would I actually. You know, <laughs> if this was about five years ago, my daughter was about five and she watched Frozen all the time. I would love to see a dinosaur just being frozen because watching that movie fifty billion times was definitely pretty brutal. Um, all right, so we changed draft order up. Usually I go last, but uh, I moved it uh, for reasons of the show. I moved us a little around a little bit, but as always, oh, I got I got screwed. Yeah, you get the last pick now. <laughs> yeah, I, it's better because then you get the last pick of the draft, and then the uh, the, the transition to the next segment is much easier than me just talking the whole time. So that's why I switched yeah. this around there. And, and there is the comments. There was a dinosaur in Toy Story, but he was a toy dinosaur. It don't count. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Skip, as the guest, you get the 101 here. What do you got? Well, Jeff, I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned movies in the 90s cuz that's where my focus is. I'm also an older guy. I was just thinking, you know, if you're going to introduce dinosaurs to a movie that doesn't have it, I'm thinking we need like action stars to to take on a dinosaur and what name is better than Chuck Norris because Chuck Norris dominates. So I picked Missing in Action 3. I thought the first two movies were were really good. The third one probably could have used a little a little pick me up, and I think dinosaurs adding dinosaurs and watching Chuck Norris take on a dinosaur would be the ultimate pick me up in that. Yes, film. that's that's an awesome one. And some of the Chuck Norris jokes, you know, over the years have been hilarious. But oh my god, uh, I love them. Yeah, my my favorite one is uh, uh, why doesn't Chuck Norris have Twitter? He's already following you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I could rattle off a few. I think one of my top ones is Chuck Norris has counted to infinity twice. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Ryan, you got to follow that up there at the 102. What no, you got? No, you're up at the 102. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm so used to going third here. All right. So so I went a little different route. I went a route where it's a show or a movie that was, was kind of good. Um, a little kind of boring in a way, but needed a little bit of extra oomph. Um, this one got a lot of, of pub when it first came out. Uh, but you add dinosaurs to Castaway uh, with Tom Hanks. I think it adds a whole new element to that movie. If he's, you know, on this island by himself and there's like, you know, even just one dinosaur that he has to sort of uh, survive against, whether it be a Velociraptor or a T-Rex or whatever, might make the movie a little more interesting. There'd be a lot more action in that first what hour and a half, two hours of of basically silence. Uh, so yeah, I think adding dinosaurs to Castaway would be my 101 pick here. So uh, Ryan, you got the 103. So I normally like to play this off the cusp and I just see how I'm feeling on things. And I actually had a bunch of movies set. And when Skip started talking about the nineties, I, I was just, I was thinking like current stuff and the perfect movie came into mind for me. Predator. Can you imagine the predator out there on the ultimate hunt? trying to hunt like velociraptors <laughs> yeah. or t-rex it's just first the ultimate beast i think he put perfect in that universe nice I, I i legit i legit was thinking alien versus predator as one of my options i didn't write it down but that that same thought came to mind so i love I that mean, I, I would legitimately watch that movie like not <laughs> joking if that came on hulu at 10 30 on a tuesday and i i'd be watching that <laughs> that would be awesome all right skip back to you here I stuck with the same theme for my next one and just was thinking of another action hero. And I thought Rambo 
has to be the guy. the The first two movies I thought were were too good, but the third one, when they're in Afghanistan and he's rescuing his 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 leader, that that one could have used a another plot twist. And I think adding dinosaurs into that would be good. So Rambo three is my second one. I like it. I like it. I like how you're going with like you know the first two were you know were good in both of your options here. You know the first two were pretty good as is, but that third one needed a little bit of extra something. So let's throw some dinosaurs in there. I like it. All right, I'm up at the 105 here, um, and there's a couple different ways I can go here. Uh, I'm going to go with just complete mayhem here. So this was a, a sort of a comedy, uh, sort of a comedy with a more of a, a adult twist to it. But uh, Zombieland, um, if if you added dinosaurs into the chaos that was Zombieland, what? are these replacing the zombies or no, are these in addition, on top of the zombies? In addition to the zombies, <laughs> and are there dinosaur zombies? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> it's a good question. I didn't actually think about that, but yeah, that would definitely add a, a plot twist for sure. I mean, they have zombie dogs, right? So I mean, why not zombie dinosaurs too? That would uh, that would be pretty insane. Um, yeah, so Zombieland is my my one hundred five pick here. And Ryan, you're up at the one hundred six. Um, I mean, we gotta get ten of these. Ten, uh, Fast and Furious ten's coming out, and each movie progressively gets more and more <laughs> out of control. What if for Fast and Furious 11, we just combine it with Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, where they're trying to stop dinosaurs and like wrangle them in their Dodge Chargers? I mean, they were in out of space this last one, right? I haven't watched the very last one, but I know they went yeah, to outer I mean, space. They, they, they had their like Ford Fiesta with jetpack on it. <laughs> yeah, so. so why not having them doing burnouts and doing donuts around dinosaurs to kind of catch the legs? Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, uh, this is your last pick here, Skip. What you got? Last one, I went a little differently. I, I had to pick just what is one of the most god-awful movies I've ever seen in my life, and it was The Leprechaun back in, I think it was like 1993. <laughs> I actually went on a date with a girl, and that was the movie we saw. It was so bad. I, I have, I'd even forgotten that Jennifer Aniston was in the movie. Oh, that's she right. Rescue it, but maybe dinosaurs could, could save that one. That would, <laughs> that'd be about the only stretch there. It, it was awful. That's, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. All right. So I'm up here at the 108 with my last pick. And I kind of went cast away on that first pick, Zombie Land, and that second pick. Uh, I'm going to pick a terrible movie as well. This was like one of the biggest box office flops in, in history. It was three hours, uh, and I'm going to go with adding dinosaurs to Waterworld. That movie, uh, I had such high hopes for that movie, and I went and saw it in the theaters, and man, was I let down. But man, you throw some dinosaurs in there, some of those water dinosaurs, and and uh, the, the, the amount of things that we could change in that movie to make it so much better would be awesome. So Waterworld would be my, my last pick here at the 108. So I went with the opposite, where you had a uh, box office flop. I'm going with the highest grossing ticket sales ever in Titanic. Could you imagine yeah. the boat starts shrink? That was on my list. <laughs> in cages of dinosaurs just somehow open up, and they just come. Not only these people are running for their lives, trying not to drown, they're getting chopped on. And there's dinosaurs just chasing people through the halls. That three hours are just that would so be so much more enjoyable. Hundred percent. And Jamie had the same idea, and actually had that one on my list as well as one of the ones I was thinking about doing. That would be that'd uh, be better than snakes on a plane, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dinosaurs on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I, a couple of other ones I want to just mention that I had as honorable mentions. I thought about uh, doing the Truman Show. You know that fake reality <laughs> show. You throw a dinosaur in there, and then it's just complete mayhem. Uh, and then the other one I had was was the Blair Witch Project, just because that movie, just the way it ended was kind of kind of weird. But could you imagine if the end of that movie and the whole time it was a dinosaur? <laughs> That'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any honorable mentions you got, Skip, that you didn't get a chance to, to draft on this one? Man, you guys, you guys did mention a couple like I was thinking when I was thinking about bad movies, Waterworld popped into my head, too. So I thought it was hilarious that you you brought that one up. I'm trying to think of some other ones that popped into my head yeah ryan already stole the predator one when i was thinking AV avp so those are the ones that were nice were in there just didn't make my list what about you ryan any honorable mentions i had one that i think could happen is in the marvel universe i wanted one say bringing the x-men because there is the savage land which is an island full of dinosaurs i would like to see them interact with that that would be fun a whole movie there that, yeah that'd be cool that would be cool yep i like it 
All right, so let's get to some football stuff now. We're going to be doing a uh, combine preview, and obviously, Skip, you're a Debbie guy, so I'm assuming you probably know these guys pretty well because you were probably scouting these guys before I was because I don't I don't play much Debbie. Um, so we're just going to start off with this simple question here, and, and it will go position by position, but player you're most excited to see, and we'll kick it off with the running back here. Who are you most excited to see at the running back position at the combine this week? You know, there's there's a few guys I, I love when they when they do the running backs because you always see guys kind of move up and down. But Roshan Johnson from Texas is very intriguing. I you think saw that he, first line. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing with him is because he sat, you know, behind Bijan Robinson, he didn't get, you know, any publicity really anywhere until you know, kind of the end of the season and, and his his stock has continuously kind of been on an upswing since college ended and as we're getting closer to the draft, I want to see if he can kind of continue that momentum and, and have a good, a good combine because he could be the, the guy that kind of comes out of nowhere, even to, to Debbie managers that we're not, you know, we weren't even thinking about him because everyone's like, Oh, BJ Robinson and then everyone else. But Roshan Johnson's very interesting. He's, he's got some talents. I want to see how he performs. Good stuff. Especially if he comes as big as he looks. Yeah, be ways in ways. He can can bit move for a big guy. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Who are you most excited to see at the combine here? Uh, Well, he was one of my top ones. I'm really excited to see Kendry Miller. I really enjoyed watching him. I thought he had a nice second gear, a nice burst. And if he performs well, I think he'd be somebody who really moves up because he has the production and the skill set to do well. And I think this kind of just solidifies it if he can do well. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, so as Ryan knows, and most of the audience knows, I don't watch any college football, like zero. So I'm just now getting into my my scouting. Um, I've scouted probably the top 32-ish players. Uh, but the one I'm excited to see on this on the in the combine is uh, is Devin A-Chain. Uh, and really be only because Ryan sent me a, a tweet the other day or a, or a message saying that he'd be the perfect fit uh, on my team, the 49ers. Uh, so I went and watched him, and, and he looks exciting. So I, I'm curious to how his uh, his abilities kind of translate to the combine and how he does well there. So Devin A. Chang was sort of my guy that I'm looking forward to seeing at the combine. All right, let's move into the receivers here. Skip, what do you got for a receiver you want to see? I, I want to see Kayshawn Butte. I don't know how much he's going to perform, but... You know, there's a lot of kind of the the opposite of Roshan Johnson, where, you know, the momentum is building for him. It's been nothing but downhill for the last you know season and a half for Boudet because after the injury, can he can he recover that and get back up to where he, you know, a year and a half ago, we're talking about him as a can't miss first round prospect. Now it's, you know, people are talking about him slipping to late day two. And I still think the talent is there. I just want to see if he can he can show everyone. Okay, I. I still have that talent that, that everyone got excited about my freshman season. And, and can he get back into, you know, at least early day two conversation? Yeah. I know Ryan's not a big fan of, of Butte and, and if what I've seen him, I'm not a big fan either, but I know he had a lot of hype in his first couple of years. And then this past season, he started with a, had a down season, some injuries happened. So I uh, really curious to see how he does at the combine as well. Ryan, what you got for your receiver? Uh, I'm going I'm going with Parker Washington. I like a lot of the flashes we saw. I think he can be a really nice slot receiver in the next thing. He has ridiculous hands. I think he has good speed, runs through tackles. Penn State guys just always seem to consistently blow up at the combine. And I think if he does, it could help shoot him up a little bit. And like I said, the Penn State guys every year, they're ridiculous, and I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Washington as well. I actually just recently did a my my write up on Washington. I think it came out yesterday actually and, and agreed. He he has some uh some nice uh attributes to, to pay attention to as well. Uh one guy I wanna see, and I just mentioned him a little bit before the show here, um, and he's kind of been growing on me a little bit, and that's Jalen Hyatt. I know he's gonna be a fairly uh high drafted player, but to me, his speed just pops off, and I'm curious to how well he does in that 40 dash, if, if his speed really does translate to the 40. Um, just watching him on tape, I mean, he flies. So Jalen Hyde is kind of the guy I want to see, and I, I think he's going to be an exciting player at the next level. I think he can be like a late first-round pick in the NFL, and if he is that late first-round pick, he can move into the first round of rookie drafts as well. Um, so Jalen Hyde is my receiver that I like. 
Uh, the next two positions are a little bit thinner, obviously, and you know quarterbacks don't really do a lot at the combine. But I'm curious, uh, Skip, what you got for your tight end that you're wanting to see? The the big guy out of Georgia, Darnell Washington, is the one that that I'm really interested. In. I mean, the the guy is just mammoth at six seven, you know, two sixty. Who knows did, if he's even bigger they, by did, now? Didn't they say he was two seventy five yesterday? He he, he could be. I mean, he he is huge. It's it's like if he doesn't make it as a tight end, can they? Can they shift him to offensive line like a, like a tackle? He's right? So big, he's so big. But because he's playing with Brock Bowers at Georgia, he didn't get a lot of attention in the passing game, you know, rightfully so. And can he show us that at the combine doing some of those passing drills? That that's what I'm most interested in, at least from from perspective of Washington at tight end. Yeah, he's not one. I haven't looked much at the tight ends yet, so he's not one that I've looked at yet. But I mean, good lord, is he really that big? Six foot seven, two seventy five. That's insane. <laughs> Talk about a yeah, red zone he, target. He looks it too, right? Like you watch, you know, highlights at Georgia. You're like, oh my god, he's all of that. There, there's he's, no way he's coming in. You know, oh no, he's really only six five, two fifty. Like no nope. way. <laughs> he's big. Wow. What about you, Ryan? What you got for your tight end? Uh, I want to see Michael Mayer. I know it's a boring answer, but like. The cl- I feel like everyone's just bored of him, so everybody has a new tight end one. I've seen him low as three in some places. I don't understand it. Just solidify it, man. Come out. Perform well. Doesn't have to be great. Perform well. Show him why you're an absolute monster. And I don't see like, how he moves and like more of the agility drills in the 40s. It doesn't matter for that, but man, he's so good. Just got to show it. Yeah, you kind of stole my my answer there too, because he's really the only one I've I've kind of watched so far is Michael Mayer, and I want to see a little bit of him as well, because you know, I've heard the comps of, you know, of the, the Jason Witten type. If, you know, it's sort of just a solid tight end, uh, good at blocking, good at doing everything. He can be on the field all the time. Um, he's not going to be your Kyle Pitts type where he's just super athletic, but he's going to be just solid in and out. Um, so he's the guy I want to see as well. I want him to see him show out in the combine. Skip, isn't it Luke Musgraves who everyone thinks is going to perform ridiculous? Yeah, Musgrave and then Dalton Kincaid too, but I think I think it's Musgrave is the guy that everyone's like, all excited about. Freaky athlete who's kind right. of Yeah, right. so he's another one. He's gonna be a little different. Good stuff. All right, let's finish it off with quarterback here, Skip. Give me your quarterback. I know they don't do much at the combine. You know, especially they don't throw or anything. Most of them don't, at least. Uh, is there one that you're uh, curious to see what he does at the combine? Yeah, I'm going to go pretty deep here with, with Jake Hayner from Fresno State. He he was just a gamer in college, and he'd take a beating, and he'd just keep playing, and he'd play well. I want to see how he does. If he does throw at the com- at the combine, and, and if he looks good in, in drills, can he you know, maybe sneak up draft boards a little bit? I mean, I'm, you know, he's a day three guy for sure, but y- you never know. Maybe, maybe he can be one of those guys that finds a way onto a roster and, you know, starter gets hurt he, he surprises people because he's he's that much of a plucky player i i like i like hayner as a kind of a just a deep sleeper option in a really deep league nice nice what about you ryan i mean the number one thing is bryce young's height and weight but like that's all we're going to see in him I, but i want to see anthony richardson throw the the talks about him are just starting to get really fast and really high like we were hearing that number one overall talk and yeah he's wasn't consistent during the year. I want to see like if he can even throw consistently with no pads on in a situation like this. Like I want to see what he can do all around in this kind of setting. Cause there was a lot of question marks. Yeah. Once again, Ryan, you stole my thunder. Cause he was who I had as my, uh, I don't you could insert Will Levis with the exact same comments. <laughs> I yeah, want he was but, my other guy. Yeah. But worse. Yeah. Yeah, Richardson, I want to see just the athletic ability because we've, you know, we've heard the talk, uh, you know, how athletic he is and how he's that you know, oh, new person. That's not a question. Yeah. Like, it's the other stuff. Yeah. I, I can't wait for the first tweet of him throwing some, you know, rollout crossbody, you know, moonshot down the field. And, you know, it's going to be uh, kind of like the one last year with Malik Willis where he just looks ridiculous. Uh, but, of course, they're not in pads. There's nobody rushing him. But uh, it's it's going to come. It's going to happen, I'm sure. All right, uh, we'll go with uh, with you, Ryan. This next question here: uh, Which player do you think will uh, improve his draft stock at the combine? Like, who do you think is a little bit underrated right now that could, uh, you know, run the forty time faster than they expected, or you know, or whatever? Um, any position or just a- any position? I mean, someone like 
Israel Abanacanda. I should have practiced saying that. I should have like looked at how to pronounce his name. But like he played very well for Pitt. He has good size, good build. If he can come out and perform well, he gets to be a jump uh, jump up boards. Because he showed he's versatile, he is versatile, he can catch the ball. Like if he per- if he performs well, he could be somebody who's we name we learn. Yeah, I, I like it. I think uh Brian Ford is one of uh, one of the writers I go for going for too. I think that was his very first rookie profile that he put out and he I loves him. So I'd be curious to see how he does as well. What about you, Skip? Is there one player you think that can improve their draft stock here at the at the combine this weekend? I, I think it's going to be Boston College's wide receiver, Zay Flowers. I, he's not the biggest guy, but he is a dynamic playmaker, and I think he is going to showcase really well running the, the drills at the combine, especially in the, the 40 time and the, the lateral drills and all that, the agility stuff. So I, I got Zay Flowers. I, I think he's, he's going to be right in that late first round, early early day two conversation for sure. Yeah, I, I love Zay Flowers. It's funny because we were talking before the show, before you jumped on, about how I this draft class in general hasn't really excited me. Um, I know Ryan loves this draft class, but I, I, I'm looking at them as some of the guys that, you know, that went through that went last year. And I just don't love any of the top guys. But Zay Flowers is one that um, I've loved from the beginning. I, I mentioned it in one of our discord channels that he was kind of my my draft crush. Uh, and this is when he wasn't ranked that high. Now he's starting to slowly creep up that that draft board there. And I think he's starting to be talked about in the first round. And I, I love Zay Flowers as well. So. Uh- I don't love how you use the term love for this, how I felt about the draft class. I like this draft class. I think it's deep. <laughs> Fair. Okay. I didn't say I love it. You're, 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 you put me in a bad light. There. I love the running backs. I'll, I'll, I will say that. Okay. I, I think we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to be pretty happy as, as fantasy players with uh, the running backs that come out of this class. Uh, my favorite I've watched is Corner so far, but that's not the show. I love them. I love them all. Good stuff. Uh, all right, let's flip the script there a little bit, uh, Skip. Give me a guy that you think that's going to hurt his draft stock, someone that's not going to perform as well as we thought they would. You, you're going to love this one. It's Zach Charbonnet, Michigan, Ryan. I I just think that the hype is just a little too out of control on, on Zach, and I'm not sure he's going to show well so that he is my, he is my uh, prediction as a guy whose stock might take a bit of a tumble on this one. Um. If he runs over four six, how much does that hurt him? That's a possibility, I, right? Like, I mean, it, that I, fifth round, that we, make him we fifth saw it with Isaiah six? Spiller last year, right? Yep. I mean, all of a sudden, <laughs> kills him. I mean, yep, down he goes. So I, I think that's that's the problem that that a running back will have, and I'm you know it could be Charbonnet. So that's the one I'm going with. Let me ask you something, Skip. Since you know you've been doing this a little while with this Debbie stuff, and I'm just curious to your thoughts. If you're a player, whether it be running back or receiver, you know, obviously you've run the 40 before you go to the combine. This isn't your first time running the 40. If you know you're going to run a slow time, why do you run it? Like, I, I couldn't figure it out even last year with Spiller. Like, he was, he was so hyped up. You have to know that you run slow. Like, why? Just fake an injury or something. Like, just don't run it. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, they shouldn't if it's going to hurt them. I mean, just today, Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, everyone's wide receiver one for the most part, he said he's not running the, the 40 at the combine. And there's no reason that he should. It, he's not, he doesn't beat his opponents with speed. He beats them with great route running and, you know, uses his hands and just gets open and creates separation. But he's not the fastest guy. Doesn't mean he can't be a great wide receiver in the NFL, but you know why put that on tape when you don't have to? Yeah, I mean he'll probably run run real nice at Ohio State. Oh sure, yeah, Yeah, (laughs) but he'll 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 run a nice time there. Sure, absolutely, exactly. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. Like I just someone has to tell these kids like, hey, you're slow, and we don't want the NFL to know you're slow. So just you know pull a hamstring or something before the forty time. Just don't go out there and do it. But yeah, I just I can't I can't I can't imagine. What about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on player uh, that might lose some some draft stock here? So I'm not saying this player will. I'm saying I think the combine, a bad combine showing, if it happens, will hurt a lot. That's Quentin Johnson. Like we're all expecting him at his size to come out and run very well, which he should. But a slip up or something not up expectations. That first wide receiver talk we've seen a little bit. That early first round talk we're seeing, seeing to start to creep towards the top ten. 
that bad combine could end that real quick. Yeah, that's a good point because I mean he's like sort of the size speed guy, right? The the prototy- the, the old fashioned prototypical receiver. If he comes out and doesn't run fast, because he doesn't have the route running that some of these guys we just mentioned, he doesn't have those. You know, he's not as polished as some of these guys. So if he doesn't have that speed that we think he has, uh, it could definitely hurt his draft stock for sure. Skip, is there a, a favorite uh, sort of under the radar guy that you like that you think might go overlooked? Uh, even you know, with the combine, may kind of put some light on him, but somebody just in general under the radar. Yeah, I, I picked this guy maybe because I want to see him do well, and that's Elijah Higgins, wide receiver out of Stanford. He's a a big target, and he's got some good athleticism. So I'm hoping that he can show that off at the combine and and move up you know, draft boards, because right now I think everyone's, you know, mid to late day three, but you you never know. I mean, he, he's physical before the catch. He can run a pretty solid variety of routes. So I, I would love to see Elijah Higgins nice. from Stanford do something to, to improve his stock. Nice. He's not even somebody that I've looked at or even knew their names. So I'm definitely going to have to go check him out after the show and see how he looks. What about you, Ryan? Who's your under the radar guy? Um, I'm going to go Josh Downs. I feel like he hasn't been like a household name yet. And he was incredibly productive. He does everything well. He's super quick. I think he can learn. People can learn who he is. Nice. Like he's, he's hit all, he's hit the analytic boxes. Like there's a lot to like there. Yeah. I, I like Downs. He's one of the guys I watched early on. And, and before I knew how tall he was, I watched him and, and I was kind of like, man, his contested ball catches is just ridiculous. And then I saw he's like five foot eleven or five foot ten, and I'm like, damn, he's that small. He's able to, you know, get up there and get those catches like that. It's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I like Downs a lot as well. All right, let's finish it off with uh, give me give, give me both of these. Give me your prediction for the fastest forty time, um, and then give me uh, your your combine uh, MVP prediction, Skip. So at wide receiver, I think you know I think they're both wide receiver running back going to be the low four threes, but I'm going to go with with Nathaniel tank Dell out of Houston. I think he's running, running the fastest at, of the wide receivers and at running back is going to be the guy that already came up before. And that's Devin, a chain uh, Mississippi state. I, that's, that's how he's going to make his, his name in the, in the NFL. I mean, he's a, just a dynamic player with the ball in his hands and he's, he is lightning fast. So I expect to see that. And then combine MVP. I, I'm going with it. I'm going with Anthony Richardson. I think he's going <laughs> nice. to be the the hot guy. Everyone's going to love. So, and I'm if, if he gets first round draft capital, I'm I'm going to be one of those guys. Nice. I like it. What about you, Ryan? Give me your fastest forty for the receivers um, and running backs, and then your MVP. My my running back was a chain. He's he's lightning, man. And I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt. I think he. I'm going to go with. I'm actually going to go with him for both. That's 40 receiver in MVP. I think he's on light up. Nice. I Dude, hope I hope you're right. He that explosiveness and that burst that translates well to everything with the combines about. Yeah, 100 percent agree. He was the one that I was going to take uh, just as an overall prediction. But so you're taking him as your MVP as well? Yeah, I think I think he's gonna perform well almost everything because of that skill set. Good stuff. All right. Attention, Dynasty Ministers, you want something fun for your for your league uh, for as low as eight fifty a person in a 12 man league. We do live one hour personal league podcasts dedicated to your league. We break down every team in your league as well as rank them from worst to first. You can visit going for backslash PLP, which stands for personal league podcast. Uh, you can get the details there and book your podcast. We do Dynasty Redraft Superflex Vampire Leagues. Uh, I think last year we did a 2020 team empire league. Uh, again, the link is going for two.com backslash PLP. Uh, so go book one now. All right, let's do some, uh, let's do some ADP for rookies here. What you're going to do buy or sell. All right. As I mentioned at the top uh, DLF, uh, who I use quite a bit for some dynasty stuff. They're really good. They put out their first uh, rookie ADPs. Uh, it is one quarterback league. They hadn't got super flex up at the time I had looked. So we're going to do one quarterback ADP here uh, and just go by position by position and kind of talk about some guys that we want to buy at that current ADP or sell at their current ADP. Uh, we'll start right at the top here with quarterback, Ryan. Give me one of the quarterbacks that uh, that you're buying at the current ADP that they have right now. Oh, we're buying. So I was, I, for some reason, I went immediately to sell. We, we can go to sell. Um, you want If you want to go to sell, we'll go to sell. 
Because outside of the top two quarterbacks, I'm not messing with any of them. Uh, but I am selling Will Levis at his ADP. I just don't think he's good. And I think it's fool's gold. Yeah, I, I've heard. I'm, I'm so out. Yeah, I've heard both sides of the coin there. I've, you know, I've heard it both ways. And, you know, he played, uh, he played for Kentucky, right? Is that where he, that's the school he goes yep. to? Yeah. And, and yeah. Ryan McDowell, I know is, uh, you know, he's, he's, he lives in Kentucky and he's talked about him a lot and watches Kentucky a lot and he doesn't like him. So if, if the, if the fan of the team doesn't like him, then I'm pretty much out on him as well. So I won't be owning any Will Levis. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I do have a buy, but I, I can say this. I was, I just immediately thought of Will Levis and got mad. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stick with the sells here, Skip. What do you got for your sell at quarterback? You know, I'm I'm going to sell Bryce Young, and it's not that I don't like him, and it's not that I don't think he's going to be good, but everyone's got him so high. I, I think I'm I'm willing to capitalize on on where he's at on people's list, and I'll I'll just take take my win now and see if I can't turn that into into something else on my dynasty roster. So I'm I'm fine selling Bryce Young. Yeah, and it's funny you mention him because actually, you know, because this is one quarterback ADP, and, and they've got uh, Bryce Young at at six, and they got CJ Stroud at nine. To me, I'm selling both of those guys at that price in a one quarterback league. I just I don't see taking a quarterback that high in the first round. I mean, I got Kyler Murray in my home league uh, in the top of the second round, and I think he was you know in that same tier as far as being talked about as a top quarterback. And I don't want, especially at the 106 with Bryce Young, there's no way I'm paying that for a quarterback in a one-quarterback league. Obviously, Superflex right. changes things quite a bit, but uh, that's who I had as my, my sell at quarterback. Or both the top two guys there being first-round picks is just too high for me. Ryan, you got a uh, you got a buy at quarterback? Yeah, Herndon Hooker. Um, he showed all the athleticism that we've seen in Anthony Richardson throughout the year. He's got the 6'4" too close to 220 frame he he completed just shy of 70 percent of his passes with 400 rushing yards on it he did everything well and he just tore his acl he went from heisman favorite to kind of forgotten and interviews well he gets a day day two capital day three he can find himself in a starting role once he's healthy and he's a nice upside play for cheap nice i like it yeah i love that pick and seeing him in person really helped like just solidify how fun he was to watch good stuff uh any any buys for you at the quarterback position there skip i mentioned him before i'll, I'll buy anthony richardson because i'm willing to take my shot at the at the guy that's going to get you know near a thousand rushing yards if, if he's that that kind of upside you know i'll take the cheat code and i, I think it's worth it even in a, in a one qb league yeah agreed i love it uh, all right, let's get to the position that you uh, you said you liked a lot here, Skip. Let's talk about running backs here. Is there? Let's, let's do. Let's keep it the same order here. Let's do your sells first. Any sell at, at running back? Yeah, I mentioned him earlier, uh, Zach Charbonnet. Um, if he's if he's number seven overall in in ADP, I I will sell that and trade down. And there's plenty of running back depth. I, I'll pick up a different guy later that I like, plus whatever I can get on top of that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Any sells at running back? Yeah, um, the uh, one I was on, I'm using is Sean Tucker. I just I think his vision is atrocious. I don't. I think he's just gonna not take it as a running uh, NFL running back. I just I don't. It's not there, man. Just don't if you see can't it. find the holes and you run in the back of your lineman consistently, going in the first round, hard pass. Yeah, my my guy was Zach Evans at the RB four. There's a couple RBs I would like to take over Zach Evans. Um, he's 11th overall, puts him in the first round, which I've seen him go as high as the first round. But from what I've seen of him on tape, I, I'm not in love with Zach Evans as a first round running back, especially as the RB4. Uh, with, Zach, with Zach Charbonnet being the RB3, especially, there's a couple guys, like I mentioned, that I would definitely take over both of those guys. Um, don't want either one of those in the first round. Devin a chain. I don't know. We had we were down that, but Devin and Chain at one spot ahead of Tucker is ridiculous too. Like he's not gonna be fan. He's, he could be a good NFL player, but fantasy wise, Sean Tucker or Devin and Chain. Devin and Chain, oh. like he's gonna be a good football player. I think Sean Tucker's just not great, but a Chain, like he's a good player. But how's he getting touches in fantasy where we want to play him, start him? As right, yeah. that's the concern like, I have because it's size. insane. He's gonna be yep. a kick returner, punt returner, and do some gadget plays. Fair. Let's not fall into this trap for the millionth time, which we fall 
about some little running back who's fun to watch. Yep, and I've I've fallen into that trap the last couple of years, which you you know uh, very well, Ryan. So <laughs> who, who was your boy? Um, uh, last Evan. last year it was uh, it was the Titans, and I can't think of his name. Who was the uh, his name's escaping me right now, but yeah, he uh, he did didn't do a whole lot. Of oh, Devonte Ev- Evans. Evans, yes, that's who it was. Evans. All right, let's go with uh, with bias here. Who are you buying here, Skip? I'm buying Tank Bigsby. He's sitting there, what like seventeen at RB seven. I I love Tank Bigsby's game. He was stuck in a in a bad offense at Auburn. He is definitely a top five running back on, on my list. So I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to love the the fact that people are going to pass on him. And even in a, a super flex draft, if he, if I can get him in the second round, man, I'm, I'm all over that. Yeah. I remember his name, you know, I, you know, I don't do Debbie, but I remember looking at rankings on, on DLF and they, they mix Debbie and dynasty together. And I remember tank Bixby for a long time was the RB one in, in Debbie leagues. And then I, you know, looking at dynasty rankings now, I'm like, why did he fall so far down there? Like he didn't lose his talent. So uh, he's one of those guys I I would definitely move up on this board for sure. Ryan, what about you? A buy at running back? Um, yeah, I'm going with a guy who Skip already talked about. We've been actually uh, over at Rookie Big Board. We do uh, mock drafts, like rookie mocks, almost every single day. And I've drafted him exclusively in the third round every single time, and that's Roshan Johnson. Like, he has potential to be a starting running back in the league. He has the skill set for it above a lot of running backs going ahead of him and he's going well into the third. It's absurd right now where he, he's yeah, like in some of the guys he's behind. Nice. Good stuff. All right, let's do uh let's do the receivers now. Let's stick with the cell here. Uh we'll go to you first this time, Ryan. Give me one of your cells at receiver. Okay, Sean Booty and I knew that was wide coming. receiver and wide receiver three or wide receiver four. Six, I think. Uh-huh. Six. I'm bad at math tonight. One, two, three. No, he's got his wide receiver four. Oh wow! On the rookie ADP. Um, please, if you're drafting it with me, take him ahead of everybody. Like, wow, you're gonna be disappointed, sad, and in a fetal position in a quarter. That's just <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one. That's definitely a sell for me as well. There's no way I'm buying him that 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 he, high. He might be my most disliked prospect since Rashad Penny. <laughs> like I feel that kind of just disdain. Wow. Sorry if you're listening. You're not, I'm sure you're a nice kid. All right, Skip. What do you got for your sell at receiver? I'm selling Ryan's guy. I'm selling Jalen Hyatt. Uh, where is he at? Number uh, number eight overall. I I'm really concerned that he's he's fast and he can get deep, but that's going to be the extent of his game. Um, just I have. I don't know. There's something about him that just bothers me. I don't know if he has the finer points of running wide receiver routes, if he can beat press coverage, that kind of thing, if he can play physically. So that's that's why I'm I'm probably not going to end up with as much. Hyatt is as other people because they're just gonna they're just gonna take him before I'm ready to grab him. Yeah, I actually like Hyatt, and I think wide receiver four is probably too high. They have him at eight overall. I I actually like Zay Zay Flowers more than him. I like Josh. He's Dallas. my wide receiver three, so I. So you're I'm in love with him. <laughs> uh, I, oh yeah, I love him. All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's go to you, Skip. Let's give me your buy at receiver. That would be Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. This guy did a ton for them, and he's got game. He's a good route runner. He makes great plays, catches the ball, gets open. I, I think he's extremely underrated. And if he, you know, if he has a good combine or good pro day, I think he he might move up as well. But yeah, I'll take Xavier Hutchinson way down at what number thirty four overall. Nice. I like I like that value. Yeah, I think uh, I think Brian just wrote up Xavier Hutchinson. I, I can't remember if the, if the article came out today or if it's coming out tomorrow, but uh, he likes him as well. So that's a good call there. Wide receiver 13, uh, 34 overall. So that's, you know, almost a third round pick there. So uh, actually at the end of the third round. Ryan, what you got for your uh, your buy at receiver? Uh, I'm going to go with Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. I am just a pro Tennessee podcast tonight, but he's so solid. He's going to be a wide receiver, two, starting wide receiver two on a team. He can be a perfect chain mover. He 
Like he has that 80 to 100 target cat like skill set where he can just be solid. He'll never be a wide receiver one, but he's gonna be really good. You'll be able to start him in that spot. Good stuff. Like my, my buy was uh, right in between those two guys. I think Hudson was receiver 13, Tillman was receiver 11. I'm going with Parker Washington at receiver 12. Uh, I just think that you know his skill set. It might take a while. He might be a special teams guy to start off, but I think eventually he can find his way into a solid role. He'll never be a receiver one, but uh, I think he at where you can get him late, late third round in a rookie draft. I'm willing to take that chance on him. All right, let's wrap it up here with the uh, the tight end cells. We'll go to you first, Ryan. Um, I need this taken early. Whoever goes first out of tight ends outside of. Uh, mayor for me like whoever's next i'm letting other people take the chance like i like a lot of them but i'm just not reaching for a tight end yeah that's a complete cop-out answer but i'm just not i'm not taking rookie tight ends anymore yeah because they're not they're gonna they're burned. not gonna perform you're gonna get burned they're gonna get dropped or sold for cheap as a throw-in so why not be patient yeah just wasting somebody I'll else let them take, I just, i'm gonna let somebody else waste the pick yeah 100 and i'm fully accepting my cop-out <laughs> what about you skip you got to sell for tight end well, I'm, I'm going to jump on that strategy because we were just talking about this in the Discord where they said, you know, I, they were talking about like second year tight ends. Like now's the time to go buy second year tight ends because everybody's down on them, you know, except for yeah. the one or two that flash, right? So it's the same concept. But I specifically named Darnell Washington. I know I mentioned him earlier. He's big and I think people are going to get excited about that. And if, if that's going to push him up to, to tight end, you know, three or four, wherever he's at, I'm perfectly willing just saying, nope, that's too much for me. I'm, I'm I'm worried that he's he he's going to be used as a a blocking you know stud because of that size and he's just not going to get a lot of pass volume and and if you don't get targets as a tight end you're you're worthless worthless exactly so is there any buys do either of you have any buys at tight end I know Ryan you pretty much eliminated all tight ends but uh, but one <laughs> <laughs> I mean I like Musgraves for being the last pretty much the last out of the main ones. And in round, end of round three, early round four, I'm fine with that. Fair. But that's as close as I'm going to get. What about you, Skip? Any buys there? Yeah, I'll go down to, you know, the 47th overall and Sam Laporta. You know, he's coming from from tight end U at Iowa. I, I think he's sneaky good, and, and people are kind of sleeping on him because they're talking about the big names. But Laporta is a very good tight end, and he could be one of those guys where, you know, you're going to get him super late in rookie drafts. You know, let them let them sit on your, you know, the end of your your roster if you if you got the space. And a couple of years from now, you'll you'll probably be pretty excited because he's he's a good player. Good stuff. I hadn't heard that name, so I'm definitely gonna have to check him out as well because I love drafting those late tight ends. I got a whole taxi squad full of late round tight ends that I, that I picked up. Uh, that you'll play in like 2027. Yeah, 100%. Hey, Cade Otten actually showed out a little bit this year. He was one of my guys I drafted super late, and he, I think he's got some some uh, some good career in front of him. All right, that's it for our buy-sell segment. Let's go ahead and get to the Forgotten Fantasy Player. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, so we've done this segment. I mentioned this a couple times on the show for the last six years and where we just let our guests tell us uh, who their forgotten fantasy player is. But we switched it up this year, uh, and we're going to take some hints, and me and Ryan are going to try to guess. And so far, uh, between the two of us, me and Ryan have guessed all of them. There's not any that we had to give the the guest give us the name. So uh, we're uh, we're on a streak here, Skip. So go ahead and give us your, your hints for your forgotten fantasy player. All right, I'll I'll start it off with he played ma- his majority of his career in the 2000s, so the 2003 to 2011 time frame. Okay. He has over 6,000 career rushing yards with 55 touchdowns. 37 of those touchdowns came in two seasons. Two very big seasons which he also rushed back-to-back 1700 yards. Aaron Foster. No. Oh, was I was way too confident about that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good guess, though. <laughs> I thought you had it. It was what was the what was the years again? Two thousand three to two thousand eleven. Yep. And he had two really good years. Um. After that, he battled injuries and just could never get back up to to where he was. And it was it was back back years. 
Well, that's no. that's who I was thinking, that's but it wasn't back to back years though. I remember he had one with the Panthers yep. and he had one with the Steelers a couple of years. Yeah, later. this this guy is back back to back. Yeah, back to back. Oh man! Any right. more plays you got? Yeah, give us some. More oh yeah, here. Um, plays in the AFC. Okay, or played in the AFC. Played. He's still playing. Jamie's got a guess in uh, in the chat there, and I'll just throw it out there. Willis McGahee. Oh, that's a that's a good guess, but no, that's not not him. But I like that. He he shares a name. Larry there Johnson. Larry Johnson. That's oh, it. I got wow. it. I didn't even see it in the player. comments. Yeah. Good just, job, Jamie. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I think Jamie has as many uh, right as you do now. Yeah, hey, I had Larry Johnson. I didn't see the comments after I said it, but uh, I'll give it to Jamie. He probably wrote it before I read it, but. Yeah, he did say Larry Johnson, but that's yeah, that's a great one because you're right. I mean, he was a beast for those two years. I mean, he was an absolute beast for those two years, and then just disappeared because he couldn't couldn't stay healthy after that. Good stuff. Dude, that was a good one. That was a good one. Good stuff. All right, that wraps the podcast up. So we'll go around the room. Uh, give us your Twitter handle where we can find you at, and uh, if you want to plug your show or anything you're working on, we'll go to you first, Skip. Yep, Skip Newton, at SkipNewton31 on Twitter. Really great to be here, guys. I appreciate it once again. And mostly on the the Debbie Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Podcast Network. Also do the Debbie Happy Hour from time to time. So those are where you, that's where you can find me on all the places you find podcasts. Good stuff. Ryan, anything new going on with you? I know you always say the uh, same thing, but anything new yeah, going I mean, on? You, find me at same, you can find me at the same place you find Jeff. You can find me at the same place you can find Skip. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, I'm on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. You used to be on a lot more. You used to be my go-to guy for all the dirt on Twitter, but you you don't know as I, much. I, I, I know. I just I just got burned out. I don't understand the new algorithm. Elon Elon's just messing the world up. <laughs> yes, he is. He is, absolutely. All right, guys. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert77. Of course, the show is every Wednesday night at 9:30 p.m. Uh, I want to thank you once again, Skip, for coming on, especially on short notice with my other guest having to back out at the last minute. I appreciate you jumping on, and we would love to have you back, especially maybe after the draft. Uh, talk about some of the landing spots and stuff like that. If you're if you're up for it, we would appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be outstanding, man. Good stuff. All right. Uh, for Ryan, for Skip, I'm Jeff. We will see you all next week. <laughs>